I truly believe that if you don't um, learn to help yourself, you cannot help others. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalka, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. Today, I'm grateful to bring you Mercedes Arroyo. Yeah. <laughs> is a author she's a coach she runs a non-profit organization and she's just an all-around beautiful soul i see her inspire so many people and i'm so grateful to have you on the podcast welcome mercedes thank you thank you for having me here it's a pleasure yeah so we have a couple things in common for sure um one of them is we both you run the non-profit i just work for a non-profit um, and so that area of service is something that we both love and also writing. We both love to write and I can see your playful style. And so I know that you're, I can picture you at home sometimes just writing little notes and writing stories. So, um, maybe we could start with where you were before we met in the CLC life coach by my Valley. I was in my brain, just in my brain. And um, I'm 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 a woman Spaniard uh, with passion, and um, I just don't conceive life without passion. And for the last uh, years, I was working so hard and working so many hours that um, I was just in my brain, and uh, I start having health issues, serious health issues. Um, stress that took me to hospital several times and um, I had family problems and uh, everything collapsed. All the worlds collapsed. And then as an intuition or whatever you want to call it, God, uh, higher um, knowledge, I knew that the only way to heal was to go within. And uh, it was the same day that my daughter was leaving to go to um, a boarding school in England. And um, I saw this uh, quest at Mine Valley, the Silva uh, Ultramine system that I did when I was 14. My mom took me and, uh, and it started that day. And I thought, this is a sign. And then this is when the healing started. So, yeah. That's, that is beautiful. Um, I didn't know that part as in as much detail. And so now we have even more in common because I did the same thing, just stress and physical stress in your environment. Then you let it get into your head and it manifests as sickness and the dis-ease, right? So, um, I think another thing about that is the dates. It's it's really interesting because I'm actually going through something kind of in my personal life where there was a, an anniversary of a death and it actually like turned me to go in a different direction. And I'm like, I don't know if that date would have done that. And it sounds like that's what happened when your daughter left. Those things came and like it's Silva coming full circle. So you yeah. had Silva, you, we did Silva when you were very young. 
Yeah, my mom took me uh, to come. Um, my sister and I, we both went um, to a silver quest that was, uh, I mean, it was the 80s and it was very much in uh, in Vogue and famous here in Spain, uh, the silver uh, method, uh, the ultramind. And when you are 14, everything shines and everything's new, your brain and everything. And uh, you know, I was a straight A student. I just didn't have any stress. It just uh, So I just took the quest and... Uh, it was kind of hard just sitting the whole day in a hotel, a room hotel, and, uh, you know, just doing all these exercises. And uh, and then afterwards, I just uh, didn't use it. And my mom kept saying, if you want to heal, if you want to heal yourself, you have to go back to meditation. You have to go back to yoga. And um, I just couldn't. I had so many voices in my head to say, how, how am I going to, you know, quiet all these voices? It's impossible. But then, you know, the universe has this, uh, this magnificent power that comes to rescue when you just need it. And, uh, yeah. And that was uh, November. I love this. So the silver method, I don't know everyone. I asked the question, what's your favorite author in quest, which we'll get to later, but silver and Jeffrey Allen always one, two like that. And so it's that energy thing where. Maybe traditional Western medicines aren't working and the whole idea of like just pills and all this stuff. Hey, if it works for you, that's great. But if it's not working, you've got to try something else. So the idea that you you go and use Silva and I've used it too to heal myself. Some crazy things in Jeffrey Allen, like energy things where I'm not saying a word. I'm just setting the intention and and things happen. Fred, uh, Coach Fran, you know Fran from Mind Valley? Yeah. She healed her, her child with the Silva method in the hospital, like very, very sick. And all the stories, you see the case studies from Silva. And so I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool that you did it like way back when, and now it's coming back from through Mind Valley. So uh, that's great. Um, how about writing? I know you're a writer. So do you want to talk about writing for a bit? Um. Yeah, that was, I mean, uh, my background, uh, um, I have a PhD in uh, English studies and uh, university, but um, I never, I mean, I just finished university and I just didn't use it. I just love languages and just went to Germany. I just went to France and uh, I just love, love learning and the different languages. But um, um, I just left uh, writing for all these years. I mean, the creative part. Uh, you know, I just was brains with excels and uh, just working, 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 and uh, there was no creation. And um, and then when I was, uh, everything collapsed. I was uh, so underground that I didn't know how to, I mean, I started meditating, but it was not enough. So I just uh, hired a coach. That was my first time with the uh, the world of coaching. And I hired uh, somebody who is the opposite of me and was like an action coach and she um just put me one challenge after the other during four months was like step after step after step and one of these challenges was to write a book in five weeks and uh, she just said oh, just pick a date say okay then you're gonna write and you're gonna publish and you're gonna talk in front of 700 people but um in five weeks so this is what i did and uh, and the, the the book, the first book just came out, and uh, yeah, it was a challenge. It was like uh, when you do an ex, um, 
an exam at university that you have three hours and then they say, drop the pen and then you drop the pen. So this is what I did with my book. Okay. Five weeks. Okay. This is what I wrote. Here your book. So that was the way the first book was born. That's so magical. It's crazy when we, we push ourselves places we don't think we go, how do we respond to it? Right. And yeah. It's just, it's human. It's evolution, expansion. That's my whole thing is all about that. Let's see how far we can go. And one thing I've learned is that um, going, like if we just look at the angle, it might be look too difficult, but if you take little steps, right? So that you want to do that five weeks. Okay. How do you do that? You break it down into one week at a time, then one day at a time, then this is how many words we're going to do, right? Drop the pen. And yeah. then it's almost as if the universe comes in and says, okay, well, this is your intention. I've seen you working your butt off. So now I got to help you out and just, it all comes together. So I think that's really cool. And then, so you got sick, then, um, how did you end up at mind Valley or not? How do you end up at certified life coach? Sorry. That was, um, you know, I truly believe that if you don't, um, learn to help yourself, you cannot help others. So I started the CLC, the, the life, the certified life coaching, um, to help, to help myself. And, uh, as another tool, I was with this coach, but I just, uh, discover the power of the brain and how you can hack your brain and, uh, hacking your brain. You just, uh, hack, I mean, you change the feelings and, uh, and, uh, the, um, the enormous change you can do every single day. So, uh, by, I mean, it was like medicine for me and it was just to help myself. And, uh, by doing this, I just discovered, um, a passion, the passion I had, you know, forgotten, uh, that I had or that I needed for my life. And, uh, and you English, uh, Canadians, and, uh, you have this, um, this expression that we don't have in, Sp in Spanish, or I haven't found it is emotional grit and, uh, which is more than passion, I believe. So I just love it. I mean, uh, just to find your emotional grit, this is so powerful that it drives and you get the energy from whatever and, uh, you just, uh, Thrives your life. I love it. Yeah, that's the name of a book. Uh, Ajit's wife, Nita. That's the name of her book, Emotional Grit. And yeah. it's it's a really good book. It's pretty much what you say. I've never heard it that way. Like that, it's passion a little bit further. So yeah, I love that. Um, I think it's so important what you said about you have to do the work on yourself, right? Because I don't know. You could tell people what to do, but if you don't really have an experience and you don't really know what you're talking about, it kind of comes across that way. And it's like, it's flat. It doesn't come out right. And it's, it's obvious, right? It's not authentic. And so part of doing the work and I'm a, I'm a hundred percent with you on that, like do the work on yourself and then spread it out and then each one teach one. And then that's the ripple effect where ever coaches is trying to reach a billion people. So, um, I think that's really cool. And so we met very early, actually, me and you in um, yeah. Certified Life Coach. And I sent you a document. I don't know if you accessed it. It was from University of Pennsylvania. And it's um, it, the website's called Authentic Happiness. And it's just a positive psychology is 
a field, a field of psychology that just started this century, but it teaches people to get away from pills. And that's not why I sent it to you. I sent it to you so you could use it with your clients. But it's a thing where um, it teaches you like PERMA is the acronym. And so positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and achievement. And if you can have all these in your life, then you don't need medicine. You don't need psychiatrists or any of this stuff. And the good thing about PERMA is that it bounces off. So if, if one area is not going well, right, the positive emotions, you're not feeling it, well, that's okay because you can still engage and you have relationships and they're kind of buffer each other. And so this whole thing together makes it such a beautiful thing. And it's just um, something that I offer to everybody. And I think if everybody did this and kind of thought this way, I think all these opioid overdose and all the pills, we wouldn't need it as much. So um, that's beautiful. I want to turn to the the books because I got two books right here that you're in. And um, one of them, the first one, Seize of the Soul, your story's called The Umbrella. And I think it's just, it's really beautiful and fun and playful and I can see it. And when I'm reading a story, the, the more that you can make someone see it and feel it, and I could feel the rain and I could feel the umbrella going away and then the girl doesn't need it anymore. And I don't know, would you like to talk about that for a little bit? That was a metaphor of my life. And, um, you know, sometimes when you, this is what happens with my first book. When you start writing, you don't know what it, what it's going to come. And sometimes it comes like in a story, like a metaphor. Sometimes it comes out like a, a poetry. And sometimes it's like a dialogue and uh, where I laugh at myself. But that was like a metaphor of myself and of my suffering um, through these uh, these years, and um, and I thought it was like uh, you know uh, because you, you can you can put a lot of dramatism in one story or you can explain it or you can you know you can light it up um, with this poetry and with this metaphor and uh, it conveys the same but it's it's more neatly and. Uh, yeah, for the for the reader, I guess. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I know it's a metaphor. I love it. It's um, it's so clever, and it's actually the the second book. The metaphor is even better too, but for me, um, and then so the second book, Seeds of Transformation. You're the ambassador for this book, and you get to pick the charity that the book goes to. So I want to talk about your stories, but before that, let's talk about the charity. Charity, sorry, it's called Yama Lama Inam. Yam Laminim, yeah. Yam Laminim, it's um, it's a word in the Mori language in Burkina Faso that means go or do what your heart dictates or tells you to do. And uh, these organizations, I I know the founder because you know you have a lot of organizations and now foundations you could help. Uh, the, the, the neighbor next door. Uh, I mean, t there's so many people you can help. You cannot, you don't have to go to Burkina Faso to help somebody. But uh, this organization is full of love. And um, Burkina Faso was a forgotten country where um, people, I mean, uh, parents just took their children to school and uh, they didn't have like uh, secondary schools, and the and the the children kept going 
one day, one year after another to the same school because the parents wanted to this, these children to have um, education. Since they didn't, they didn't could, they couldn't go to a secondary school. They just kept repeating the um, the course at one year after the other. So through my charity foundation, not it's not my charity, but the one I just uh, I I manage. Um, we helped them and uh, we built um, we built a school. We gave uh, human aid. We provided human aid to these children. And now that uh, there's so terrorism going on in the um, in the country, because um, they found uh, the country is rich, and they have uh, the country has uranium. The country has gold, and uh, and uh, it's a coincidence that now. There's a lot of uh, terrorism going on because uh, now it's not a forgotten country. There are economic interests. And when economic interest starts to rise, then problems starts to, uh, uh, yeah, to, to just to, to show up. And this is what is happening in Burkina Faso. So the, the, the uh, Yamla Minim is just because I know the people there and 100% of everything goes to children. Uh, that need this help and families and women that need this help. That's huge. Yeah, education, right? There's We take it for granted, like, oh, you just go to school and pick what you want and whatever. And then we don't realize, well, we do, but it's not everybody has that. And it should be like a basic right. Like you should be able to just get educated no matter where you are on the planet. And yeah, I don't know if it's a coincidence. Yeah, that... Uh, all of a sudden you find your gold and uranium and then terrorism starts to rise. So um, I think it's really noble and it's heart. You use the word heart. That's what it is. It's definitely like the way to do it from your heart. And so your, your book or sorry, your story in that book is called brownies and coaching. And I got to tell you last night we ate some brownies for, for a snack <laughs> And I was telling my kids about the story about the brownies. I never knew that. And um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, when you change the way Wayne Dyer says it, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. So do we like to talk about your story for a little bit, maybe? Yeah, it's, um, you know, um, this, I mean, I had this crisis now that everything collapsed and I was uh, just decided to heal myself through life coaching. And, uh, and then I just, discovered this passion and the uh, metaphor with the, uh, with the brownies or this uh, parallelism with brownies is because in my previous crisis, because uh, I have some age, so I have had several crises in my life, I just became a cook, a, a professional chef. And, um, and you know, brownies is, uh, it's, it's such a, just, great dessert and great cake and that uh, and there's something i mean it's like a meat it's not i mean you know you, you you just read about the creation and how brownies were created or just uh and one of these myths is that that, that this lady this housewife was just forgot to put the um the pack uh, the baking powder and uh and then the, it just uh, turned out to have a, a flat uh flat uh cake and uh and from something which was not um, she was not looking uh, forward. Now, greatness, of course. So it's the same with coaching. Uh, with coaching, I mean, I just, uh, I just didn't imagine that uh, 
because uh, of my uh, need to heal myself, this emotional greed or this passion would uh, arise in me. So that was, uh, this is the story. And again, with this story, like you touch the senses, I'm starting to think about brownies and drooling, and then you open the heart. And so those two things, when you're writing a story, if you can reach the reader that way, you totally nailed it. So yeah, you did a really great job with that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And so I guess before we shift to Mind Valley, I think maybe we should talk about heart since we're talking about heart and heart-centeredness. So... Tell us about RDG. RDG is something um, that uh, just appeared in my life. It was like a magic. It's like, um, you know, when you, you've been touched with magic and uh, that you were not looking uh, for that. I mean, uh, you know, greatness, of course, when, when, we, when you don't look for it. So, um, so this is, this is, for me, what Hardegy is, and uh, I just uh, got into this group of amazing people and amazing coaches, and uh, that they are driven by heart, and uh, the connection is so powerful, and uh, the enlightenment, and when when we just uh, talk to each other, uh, it's. It's just amazing how when you connect from your essence and from your vulnerability, um, how amazing uh, human beings can be. Because, um, you know, you are not um, driven. I mean, when you see perfection, you just don't, perfection doesn't exist. But uh, the world uh, wants to depict perfection. And you are not connected with perfection, with uh, with all these amazing stories. You are connected with vulnerability. You are connected with this essence. And this is what heart is, is true essence, true love, and true desire to help through coaching. I love it. We got to stop here. So why you just said there, so that's so important. So people are looking at social media and they see one guy or looking on the stage and they see the guy talking, giving the speech. That's just a tiny fraction of that person. And you're looking at that part of that person and thinking, oh, that's what I want or that's what I'm missing. Everything you have already inside you, you're not missing anything. You don't see that person when he's going home or when he's doing other things or when he has stress. And as you're saying this, like perfection doesn't exist, it's true. There's no such thing. If you look at the two biggest religions in the world, look at the picture of Jesus Christ on this cross is suffering. And listen to the Buddha talk about suffering. It's a part of the human condition. Everybody has it. So if that, that maybe is what perfection is, including that and encompassing all of that. But I just think it's really important to say, because especially for younger people, I know, they look at social media and they're just sitting there scrolling and they're looking at like, you're looking at what the person wants you to see. You're not seeing everything and there's other parts to that person. So I just wanted to mention that, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And now this is a phase four podcast and phase four of the six phase meditation is all about creating your future three years out. So where is Mercedes three years from today? No. Um, I'm with, uh, I'm with my dog Lolo, Lolo, 
And uh, my daughter is still waiting for Lolo because she. I just wrote a chapter in my book saying uh, that I had a dog. Who, who, the, the name is Lolo. And um, I'm a writer. I'm just helping people. And uh, my second book is out. And uh, I just I just see myself as writing and helping people. I just uh, I just love I I just. Since I turned 50, this is weird, and uh, don't laugh at me, um, and uh, this is also connected with my body. Since I turned 50, I decided to blow a candle every single day with my dream, with my visualization. And I took candles everywhere I went, even if it's hotels, whatever, my mom's house, and my daughter already knew. I mean, uh, every single morning, in the piece of toast, I just put a candle and I just lighted the candle and, um, and close my eyes, do my visualization of my dream, which is always the same, the same picture. And I know I'm going to get it. And uh, I just blow the candle. And this is since uh, I just turned 50. And uh, I started the Silver Mine quest and uh, because I wanted to be a silver facilitator. But there was no such thing as a certification of uh, for the silver method for the silver ultramarine. So I visualized that Mind Valley would do that, would take this certification. And uh, this year in Tallinn, wow, I did the silver ultramarine system again in the uh, Mind Valley University. And the last day, Ajit came. And said, "Well, how did you how did you feel about this quest, uh, this three days quest?" And uh, I just want to know because we are thinking about uh, doing a certification of uh, the silver ultramarine system. Who would be interested in? And then I had to just raise my hand because she said, "Well, uh, vision and uh, we've been thinking about." And then I just said, uh, "I'm sorry, it's not vision, it's me." I've been visualizing for a year that Mind Valley was going to have a certification and I knew it was going to happen. So it was so powerful. And I was just, uh, it's just, you know, visualizing and knowing uh, with this passion, with this emotional grit, uh, it's just too powerful just to leave it aside. Yeah. Visualization is huge. It's, we do this one with the lemon trick, right? Where you just kind of close your eyes and you picture you're in the kitchen with a cutting board, a lemon, a knife, and you grab the lemon, you feel the waxy skin, and then you cut it in half, and then you cut another wedge, and then you bite into it. And your mouth starts to water. And we didn't actually eat a lemon. We just kind of visualized doing that. And so anyone can do that. and. So that's just a really quick example of the power of visualization. Our brain chemistry and our physiology change just by thinking about something. So like you said, I think it's a really important point to pull out of that is that visualize the same thing that you want over and over again. Don't change it every day. The nope. same thing. And so when you're going into your visualization of your future, then you're kind of collecting details, right? Like, okay, this is... And, it, it becomes more detailed. So you might start with a certain visualization, but as you go and revisit it and revisit those future memories, 
those details, you get more and more of them. And then what happens when your future comes, you don't just walk past it, you see it and you know it and you feel it and it's real. And so yeah. that is, that's huge. I love that you um, intended specifically for that because that's cool too, because then what happened is like, yeah, you're making making that visualization come true. And then, he, yeah, like you're saying that AJ comes and says, we're thinking about doing it. And he said, no, I'm thinking about doing it. So, oh, he's yeah. Like, oh, who is this? <laughs> what what did we learn from Spain? <laughs> um, so while we're on Learn Valley, what is maybe your favorite, I think I saw it, but what's your favorite quest, <laughs> authors, or certification? Yeah, this is like, uh, um, when when uh it's like when when you have a, a teacher a math teacher you i mean there's a specific teacher for math and you don't put them the teacher for math to do literature or to do french so it's the same for my valley i mean i i have so many quests opened and every single one just gives me the exact uh pill or the exact knowledge that i need and the, and the exact uh uh feeling so um i cannot tell you i mean i'm just doing these uh um uh, super brain i'm doing hip the hypnotherapy i'm being a uh, duality with jeffrey allen uh, i love paul mckenna i love marissa pierce and uh, michael neal jason goldberg and every single one of them it's like cherry picking i mean you i i could not it's like i i could not choose from uh, one of them because uh, every every single one just gives me something different. Yeah, for sure, I agree. And it's it seems like it gives it to you when you need it the most. Like the different times you could have took different quests or and you didn't, and then it's like, oh, I took it be because I had to learn something after. Like, say, I want to take a quest now that I'm not taking, and then you find out, oh, I couldn't take it at that time because I wasn't ready at that time. I had to learn something before I could take it, and. You have to be ready to receive that kind of knowledge. Uh, I think it's cool. So, talent. How is talent? Well, it was amazing. I mean, uh, and you, and you ha I mean, I hacked my brain because you know it's always daylight. I mean, it's daylight till till midnight, and uh, you're just talking to coaches and uh, having fun and just having dinner, and you think it's like eight o'clock in the afternoon, and you just look at your watch and it's already uh, almost midnight. So it was very, very intensive. And after just seeing everybody on a Zoom call and just getting to know each other, there were so funny uh, moments because, uh, you know, somebody said, well, you are tall. So because I just didn't see your face. And then, oh, you're short or you <laughs> like, it was fun. It was it was much fun. I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when you're like like minded people like that way, especially where it's not like. I don't know, oh, the weather or, oh, the price of gas or food. Like, no, I don't care, right? And so you have all these people vibrating at that frequency and it's just like, boom, makes it even better. And you're buzzing, you're buzzing. I went to a My Valley event and I've never felt it before in my life, but I was in bed at night in the hotel room and my body was buzzing. Like, um, so yeah, I love it. And yeah, it's light at that time of year, right? Now it's probably dark all day over yeah. there. But <laughs> so, uh what what's next i know we said three years from now but how about like this coming year or the immediate next six months or so what are you working on oh i'm just uh i'm in so many 
I don't know. Um, I have so many things in my head and, uh, I just get up, um, too early. Uh, I used to get up at four 30 in the morning uh, all the whole year because I had so many challenges to do. And, uh, and now, um, I'm still with the business accelerator. I'm just with the hypnotherapy and with positive intelligence and with the science of happiness at the university of Berkeley. And, um, I work eight hours at the charity foundation and, uh, I have, uh, I have a daughter and, um, yeah, I, I think I need to be like an octopus with so many, uh, arms and like, like a Martian with so many heads because, um, I have so many, so many things I want to do. I want to translate my book in English. I just want to write the second part of the book and, um, just writing is healing. I mean, it was a healing process. I just love it. And I don't know. I just want to go with the flow. I just want to surf and not be just diving under being underwater all the time. I just, just want to surf. Yeah, I agree. It's the best way. When you serve others, like everything kind of falls in place or you, the next steps come to you. And that's like part of my philosophy is like once you start serving others and taking the attention away from yourself, then just that heart-centered idea or approach to life, everything kind of comes. And if you can kind of get out of the way and and get out of your head and just kind of watch what's happening. You'll see that these people are coming at the right time to tell you some information or something's happening. And then the next steps will appear, right? Like we, we can set our goals for way out, but it's not going to happen exactly the way we want. And sometimes the next steps happen to me where that's, I just like, thank you. I can see it. I'm like, okay, I know this is the next step and you can feel it so real. Like, okay, this is what we have to do now. So I love it. Um, before I ask my last question, is there anything that you are in our audience to know? Mama, you said a very powerful word. You said, thank you, thankful. And this is uh, something that uh, your life changes. When you use gratitude in your life, when you just uh, um, have this uh, power just to be able to just to thank for everything and the moment you open your eyes, it's so powerful that life changes. It's life changing. And this is something I've learned this year. I mean, I started by having this uh, notebook, thanking uh, every single day in the morning and every single night. And, uh, and then till it's like an inherent habit in your brain and it just comes naturally. And it is, it is amazing. I mean, I'm a different person. I mean, I think I've lived uh, 10 lives in this last year. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, so that's what I do. The first thing when I wake up in the morning, I just say thank you three times. And it's just like, how how better way to start your day? Or like, you should be, everyone should do that, right? Like, okay, I open my eyes a lot. Some people don't open their eyes the next day. So, um, and then kind of circling back to the beginning when we were talking about Martin Seligman, PERMA, and positive psychology, he has an exercise that you can, anyone use with your clients, use it on yourself, use it on your family, your friends. It's just called the three things exercise. And it's what you're talking about. It's gratitude. And the best way to do it is when you're going to sleep at night, because usually the way we go to sleep is the same way we wake up. If you notice you're having troublesome thoughts in the morning, 
Think about what you're thinking about before you went to bed. It's usually the same. And the opposite is true. So we do the three things to exercise. And it's just three things you're grateful for in the day. Three things that could have happened. It could be anything. It could be that you have a bed to sleep in while you're going to sleep. It could be yeah. water. It could be your friends, your family, just that you're alive, right? And so if you practice these three things over and over again, then the gratitude, it just expands. And so, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, now, my final question is, where can people reach you? People can reach me through Instagram, uh, Mercedes Arroyo, and you pronounce my name perfectly. So thank you. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. And I don't want to look like a girl when I'm 50, but I hope I look like you when I'm 50. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Mercedes, thank you so much for your time today. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you. I just, it's a, a great way of ending the week. It's just uh, with power and uh, this positiveness. And uh, I just love it. Thank you from my heart. Thank you, JP. Thank you. Thank you.